0: Good morning! You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. So, Matthew, you've done morning musings for the summer. You've been our summer intern. Tell us a little bit about yourself, because our audience knows about a lot of other people, but not a lot about you.
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah. So, I'm about to go back and begin my last year of study at Avemer University. I'm a history major with a double minor in medieval studies and literature, which doesn't sound very radio-related on its face, but I think that's a little bit different than that, because, like, communications in and of itself are fascinating, and it's also a major part of the study of history and literature, because literature is an aspect of communications and history is too. I mean, when you're a good historian, you try to get across the words that people have throughout history and their actions and their intentions. And so I think it makes a lot of sense that I would actually have been able to apply and get in here at all. And it's just been an incredible experience to be a part of the radio station here and really learn from you and also Nathan, who's going to be taking over the station soon, because you you both have so many years of experience in different fields and working in different areas and starting stuff that it's, it's It's been an incredible experience, and I can't wait to put that to use in the future.
0: This is the first year that Divine Mercy Radio has decided to hire a summer intern. And to do that we were thinking, what can we have you do? So we created this morning musings show where it's a nine minute interview in the middle of the sunrise morning show. They kind of gave us a break that said local stations can do whatever they want during these nine minutes. You actually took off and you went with this and you it was like it was a very natural for you. So what do you think in your background led you to be able to do this? so naturally.
1: I'm going to start by probably just going with Totus Tuus as an excellent starter point because, and it's just the Salina diocese in general, like the Salina diocese is so well connected that if you start to actually get involved with people and make connections in the Salina diocese, you will be able to easily access so many people really quickly. You just have to be willing to reach out and take that step in the first place. And for me, to kind of go back to what I said originally, a lot of that had to do with Totus Tuus and actually becoming involved in the diocese missions there. I'd already been involved in the diocese. Of course, I was a regular at all of the bishops' masses and stuff. I've both served some of them. I've been in choir for all those things and had gotten to know some people through that. But when I actually did totus tuus and started to get out there a little bit more, it started for me to really get to know the diocese as a whole and get to know people across the diocese and start to realize that there are stories across the diocese and in every single parish, there are stories that are fascinating, incredible stories of people living out their Catholic faith. And so for me to have that knowledge that experience of, like, even though I'm relatively inexperienced compared to some, but still knowing those connections, all I have to do is be confident enough to reach out and try to make some of, reignite some of those connections, reach out to those people, and you're able to easily find so many incredible stories that way that it's just hard to describe properly how powerful being able to see the Catholic faith so incredibly alive in our diocese and being able to cover that really is. It's it's a joy for me, and it's a real blessing for me to be able to do that, and I just love to to reach out and see more people. And so when people begin to help me and help me reach out with more people, it just becomes a kind of exponential thing where you started with the people you know and are kind of have connections with. And then you're able to expand beyond that as those people help you talk to more people. And there's more people who are like, I think this would be a cool story to cover. And before you know it, you're going an entire month of extra shows after you're going to leave. <laughs> right.
0: So I have a question for you, because a lot of times you your interviews were like you started your interview or you ended your interview with like, I hope you know talking to the listening audience saying I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. So out of all, and you did that a lot. So out of all these interviews, did you have some favorites that you could say, "Oh, these were kind of my, you know, top favorites."
1: Well, I think each month so far has really had a couple big, big highlights. For example, one of my first big highlight that I think would be really worth mentioning is when I got to go out to the Totus Tuus team. And that was kind of special for me because I got to go out to one of the parishes that I taught at Totus Tuus, and a bunch of the kids remembered me when I showed up. And they were like, oh, he, he was here two years ago. And I, was, I remembered some of their names and stuff, which was just really cool for me to see that like some of those connections, even with the kids, like those last, the kids remember you and they care about what you teach them. That, that was powerful. But then to actually get to talk to that team, which they had been a couple weeks in and hearing them talk about their own experience with Totus us, which reminded me of my own, but was also very much individual and powerful in its own way. It was just a really great experience. And one of those things that's like when I brought all of that audio back, even though there was a bit of wind noise and everything, in it, I was still so excited to be able to cut it down and put it together because it was just, it, it was so cool to hear the kids talking about how much they love Totus us, And it was also really powerful to hear about the team and where they were at with their entire program. And then a couple other ones that were really big is also when I went out to Prayer in Action, pretty similar experience there, though I didn't interview the kids. In that case, just the team, because there's 16 members, and I got them all individually, which was pretty darn cool, but they takes all a have while.
0: And they all have good stories from what I've listened so far. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so interesting.
1: And then for a single individual interview, I'd probably have to go with Bill Mayer. Me and him yeah. sat down and we talked about 1984. We talked about AI. We talked about social media. And all of it was wrapped in this kind of like element of like actual like church documents and putting it all together and just it was it was a fascinating conversation that I'm going to remember for a long time and the five shows that I think I have scheduled to run over the course of like a month and a half are all good standalones but the thing is is that's just the tip of the iceberg of the conversation because afterwards we sat down and talked for another hour about those same topics
0: yeah so so that that made it fun for you too. So, okay. So your last day here at working at Divine Mercy Radio will be August 11th, Friday, August 11th, and then you'll return to Ave Maria University. What will your last year be like for you?
1: Well, this fall, my most exciting aspect is I'm going to write my thesis. So I'm not 100% convinced on what it's going to be, but I'm really hoping to dive into a paper that I wrote last semester and really kind of expand on it and grow with it a little bit because the original paper was just about St. Martin of Tours. And when most people think of St. Martin of Tours, they think of him as the man who divided his cloak and the soldier saying. But most people always never really realize that St. Martin actually hated war, was a bishop through the vast majority of his life, and some of his more incredible merits miracles include raising several people from the dead. So, he's got quite an impressive story on him, and when I first read, like, the original accounts of his life, I was like, wait, how did he become the soldier saint? Because it doesn't make sense. And so, then I did the research and realized that he became a soldier saint because there were a lot of bishops and priests who were saints, but there weren't many saints who had been a soldier at all. And so, St. Martin of Tours, who had been a soldier in his life, was then kind of adopted by the soldiers as their saint. And so, one of the things I'm hoping to expand on is do some research about other soldier saints like St. Joan of Arc, excellent example, or St. Michael the Archangel, who despite being an angel is still seen as a warrior saint, St. George, St. George and the Dragon, and dive into their stories, figure out who who they were, and then figure out how they came to gain the identity as a soldier saint. Was it similar to St. Martin? Was it different? Is there a pattern we see? And really kind of dive into it really as much, as deeply as I can in the space that I get, which I say that, I say that if it's short, it's going to have to be a minimum of 30 pages, but I'll probably write more like 50, and I don't think that will still be enough, so I might eventually have to turn that into a book of its own, because so far on early research, it's been a fascinating topic to cover. And it could still change yet, but that's what I'm really excited about. And then after that, my last semester at Ave is going to be, I'm going to be taking the theology capstone that they have all of their students take, and a couple other classes to just kind of get finished up, graduate, and then figure out what kind of job I'm going to get from there.
0: Well, we might have to have you back after you write that thesis. You're writing that thesis this semester? That's correct. We might have to have you back for our Carathon. <laughs> yeah, just interviewed by phone on because that sounds like an interest. Actually, you could write a book and a comic book for kids. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun on Warriors?
1: I, I'd need to Boys get my, would love it. I'd need to get my brother <laughs> on it because he's an incredible artist. I'm sure he would do there great. There you go. <laughs>
0: okay. So, where do you see yourself in five years? Married probably because <laughs> the listeners don't know he has a girlfriend he's really hung up on and she's pretty hung up on him too so I
1: think. <laughs> well hopefully god willing the important thing is doing god's will so that's correct wherever i am ex- specifically in five years i want it to be doing god's will and taking it one day at a time and really living life to the full so
0: amen you can't go wrong there
1: we will now return to the sunrise morning show